a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. This week, world leaders continued to gather at the U.N. Climate Conference in Egypt to tackle climate change and other environmental issues. Utah's very own Congressman John Curtis was there over the weekend. He spoke to Inside Sources earlier today about his role at the conference, also known as COP27. Uh, Representative Curtis explained to us what the conference was really all about, why it was important for him uh, as a member of Congress, as a conservative as a citizen of the state of the U- of Utah, why it was important for him to lead a group of Republican lawmakers to Egypt. Uh, listen, I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what it is, but it's, in essence, countries from all over the, the world come and convene and talk about environmental and climate issues. And uh, it's held in a different location every year. And uh, this year it was in uh, Egypt. So my role was as the um, founder of the Conservative Climate Caucus. We took a group of Republican members over. Uh, Republicans have never had a voice at at any of these cops, and we felt like it was incredibly important for the conservative perspective to be represented. And we wanted to make sure that the world knew that conservatives did care about the earth and that we had some ideas that were different than our uh, Democratic colleagues. And we want to make sure that uh, those ideas had a voice. And in short, our message was we can have uh, energy independence, we can have low affordable prices, and we can have a strong economy, and we can reduce emissions, and and we know how to do it. I think this was a a really important conversation uh, and an important trip led by Representative Curtis, again, as he is the founding member of the Conservative Caucus uh, there in the House of Representatives, to take a group of Republican lawmakers over Uh, And I am always for people going to those places that are a bit of a surprise where people don't expect to see you there, maybe even to go into places uh, where you're not expected, but maybe even not wanted sometimes. And I think the fact that uh, Representative Curtis is willing to engage in that conversation and to say, look, we do care about the earth. We do believe we have stewardship uh, over the environment. We do believe that we've got to do things that will make this planet better for our children and grandchildren and beyond. Uh, and so that was an important thing to say, yeah, we're here. We have a voice. We're here to listen as well. And that there are debates to be had over energy independence, strong economy, uh, reduce emissions and, and so on. Congressman Curtis went on to tell us that Republicans actually have more in common with Democrats when it comes to climate policy than many other countries actually realize. Everybody was very curious with the assumption that we would uh, be taking the House, uh, how Republicans would deal with this issue. You know, everybody is pleased when they hear there's actually a lot of areas that we agree on uh, with our Democratic colleagues. There's some pretty you know, important areas where we, where we disagree, but I think people would be surprised at how many areas of alignment we can find. We met with John Kerry and had a really productive meeting with uh, Secretary Kerry. He was not aware uh, of our caucus or our approach, and uh, we really enjoyed sharing with him how we would approach this. And he was um, surprisingly receptive, and I'm not sure we actually 
are going to make him a member of the caucus, but he was somewhat receptive. Again, crucial conversations, going where you're not expected or even not wanted. Uh, the fact that you had many of these foreign dignitaries there as well saying, well, okay, wait a minute, what, what will happen if the Republicans take control of the House? Will there be any movement on things dealing with energy or climate and the environment, stewardship? And uh, again, I think Representative Curtis does a great job of showing and showcasing that, look, Democrats and Republicans have a lot of things in common when it comes to dealing with these issues. Uh, if we don't let those on the extremes of both parties dominate the conversation with everything that is divisive. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we talked earlier in the show today about the fact that uh, this uh, potential of a Republican House may be a gift to President Biden, uh, that it could be to his advantage if he took a, uh, a page out of the playbook of former President Bill Clinton uh, and taxed to the middle or used it as cover to say, sorry, Progressive Caucus, I can't do the Green New Deal but look, here's uh, John Curtis in a group uh, that's in the center that we could actually get that passed and done, and that would be great for the environment. So if we're all really committed to that, let's do that. Uh, and so I, I applaud that. I'm glad that he was able to meet with uh, John Kerry, who, of course, is a leading a lot of those climate discussions for the Biden administration. I think that's really important. Uh, in our sit down with uh, Representative Curtis, he also said that the conservative approach seem to align with how many other countries were approaching the issue of climate change. Really interesting. Well, I think what I took away is we're actually more aligned with uh, most of the world than uh, people would believe. We met with many different countries, and they liked our conservative approach. As a matter of fact, they actually found it better. Much of what's out there in the environmental world is considered unpractical. One of the, the headlines was Republicans bring rational approach to climate. And I think that was very well received over there. I think that's so important uh, to recognize what Representative Curtis is saying that, look, a lot of these other countries, these foreign countries uh, are probably a little more aligned in terms of the Republican pragmatic approach to a lot of these things around climate than they might be to uh, to the Democrats and the far end of the Democratic Party. And so that's an interesting discussion. We get so wrapped up uh, in just where we are here in the United States of America that sometimes we forget uh, that it's not just this far right versus far left of America. You have to look at the rest of the world in terms of where they are, because if we're going to make any changes, if we're going to do anything that's going to actually make a difference, uh, we have to do it with the nations of the earth, not just Democrats and Republicans here in the U.S. Now, many people have criticized the conference for focusing too much on the developed nations 
kind of paying for the damage that's been caused uh, by climate change. Representative Curtis said that he didn't really feel that uh, was the case and that many developing nations really wanted to talk about reducing emissions while using their natural resources as well. So, you know, it's interesting. The only people that asked me about reparations uh, were the media. Uh, when we met with countries like South Africa, um, their, their, their request was very different. They said, look, we've got the resources. Let us use them. Let us uh, develop. We'll be clean and, and we'll, we'll be responsible. But you can imagine how hypocritical they think it is of, for instance, Germany to say, well, you can't use your natural gas, but we're going to start burning coal. And uh, that's really what they'd like, rather than just a check from wealthier countries, is the ability to use their resources and be independent. Maybe if we want to help them, we show them how we're able to do it much cleaner here in the United States. And that would be an appropriate way to help them, right, that they welcome that help. Uh, but they don't. They were very clear. They don't want a handout. They they find that a little bit offensive. Uh, they don't want charity. Uh, they want to be able to use the resources they have. And I think this is an area where we we can both lead as a country. That we can show that uh, in many of these things, uh, the U.S. is doing it cleaner, is doing it better by far than many of the other nations around the world. And so why not showcase that technology, showcase how that can be done, showcase what it would take for a government to go down that path in terms of getting to some of those cleaner and greener uh, resources. Uh, finally, the congressman told us that we can expect a, a lot of legislation from the Republican House in January, including, very specifically, an energy bill. In January, I think uh, one of the first bills you're going to see Republicans put forward is going to be dealing with energy. Uh, as you well know, uh, wherever you go, people are concerned about the, you know, the, the rise in energy costs and the instability that's being introduced. And so I think that's that'll be one of the first places Republicans introduce legislation. And I'm confident it will be good legislation, and I hope we can get it to the president's desk. And I think just that kind of approach is uh, what is sorely needed in our nation's capital uh, to recognize the differences. It's not that we have to agree on everything, uh, but we can have a respectful and meaningful conversation about solutions. And when we do that, when we disconnect from all of the political rhetoric of it all, when we stop using uh, these issues either as a cudgel uh, to whack our opponents with or a wedge issue to win an election on, but we start saying, what's in the best interest of the country? And in this case, what's in the best interest of the planet? We often come to see we're on a pretty good path in many areas, and we have a long way to go in others. But the way we get to the solution is coming to the table, just like John Curtis did, taking a group to Egypt, being part of that crucial conversation. Uh, glad he is there and glad he is back. Uh, thanks to Representative Curtis for joining us today. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. We'll talk about calling a truce, not in Ukraine and Russia. We'll talk about that coming up after top of the hour news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.